realfaith.org.au It was a friend of mine who was an English friend um, and I I did his voice, you know, he was really sort of a bit like that, which sounds to me like David Beckham. He's really, uh, (laughs) actually, no, Dave Beckham's really sort of one of those sort of voices in it. But, uh, yeah, he's he's a fun one. Um, But that's where it all started and then not long after that I was imitating people in my church and imitating um, people that were on TV back in the late 80s. Welcome to Real Faith, conversations about the impact faith has on our lives and the challenges we go through, helping us today and giving us hope for tomorrow. That's Real People, Real Life and Real Faith with Eric Scadabo. Well, you may have seen him on Australia's Got Talent or on one of the many morning shows that he's appeared on. He's impersonator and comedian Ben Price. And he was supposed to be with us here today, but I'm looking across the studio and I'm seeing a cast of thousands. Uh, sir, what, what, what's your name? Hey, this is Arnold Schwarzenegger. I mean, what am I doing here? <laughs> this is crazy. I mean, I told you that I'll be back, but this is this is crazy. And I brought some buddies with me. Do you want to speak to some oh, of yes, these guys? Oh, yes, please, please. It's Donald Trump here. Very excited. What a great station this is. I really love it. It's it's tremendous. You're a great interviewer, unlike some of the uh, liberal media out there. I don't like them. But I love your country. I love Australia. It's a tremendous place. We're going to build a wall all around Australia. We're going to get New Zealand to pay for it. And it's Homer Simpson here. And I wanted to say hi. I'm so excited to be here. Woohoo! <laughs> Anybody else over there? Hey, it's Owen Wilson here. Wow, I'm so excited <laughs> here being with another fellow American. Wow. Hey, you know what? They say we only use 10% of our brains. I'm here to say we only use 10% of our hearts. Wow. <laughs> Let's move uh, to Australia. Oh, I'm trying to reach the uh, microphone. It's uh, John Howard here. And, uh, <laughs> I've just been uh, doing some power walking. It's it's great. I, I'm 80 years old. I still go power walking every day. It's great. And let's move over to the other side. Is Kevin Rudd in the room? Uh, yes, it's Kevin Rudd here, the former Prime Minister <laughs> of Australia, or as we say in Mandarin, Ni hao fong pei, shi shi, shi la. Well, it is uh, Manu here from... Uh, Australia's got talent, but I'm also a judge on uh, my kitchen rules. And, uh, <laughs> and I have to ask, where's the sauce? Where is the sauce? And speaking of cooking, I understand there's a certain cook that you uh, know. Uh, Jamie Oliver, is that who you after? Yeah, if, if wicked to be here, my old mate. I'm really excited. Happy day. <laughs> uh, we're going to cook up some pakataka. And uh, hopefully we can get some food happening uh, real soon. Uh, not just because I love to eat good food. I'm a little bit hungry because I'm sort of going broke. My restaurants are closing down and um, <laughs> things aren't going so well. <laughs> and I think we'll wrap up with uh, Mission Impossible star. It's Tom Cruise. <laughs> I'm so excited to be here. Woo! <laughs> I love this show. Woo! So excited. Okay, well... Uh- my head is just spinning. I can't keep up with all of the many people. This is more people I've had on the program ever, but I think it has one common denominator. Ben Price, thank you so much for coming to the program. Oh, thank you, mate. Thank you so much. Glad to have you with us and your many Pleasure. voices and characters. I know. I'm thinking growing up, <laughs> you must have had a lot of fun in school. 
Yeah, if your I've, teachers must have loved you. If I've grown up, that is. <laughs> well, that's, I guess that's debatable. Uh, they they did. Yeah, would you said they loved me or or were like annoyed by me? I think well, I, I, I they seem to actually really enjoy it. I remember oh, uh, imitating many many teachers, and uh, it's funny because I can still do some of them. Is that how it all got started for you? At school, at church, yeah. Oh, in fact, I was at a church where there was about five or six people that in the church that I imitated, and I could do them pretty well and uh yeah it was quite funny actually most i'm not that i you know go to a lot of churches but i've been to a few and uh i think there's always been at least two or three people that i've been able to imitate there oh and and some of them so well that um i would ring up the church pretending i was one of the (laughs) elders (laughs) and that could cause problems (laughs) yeah it did and they they just thought it was him and uh completely fooled them it was was hilarious oh i I thought they thought it was me but i um there was a few voices that i could just perfectly nail they they were incredible and so you were in school and church imitating these different people and it just came to you you just one day thought you'd give it a go or I think so. Yeah, I, I think I you remember was, back to your first imitation. Well, it was it was a friend of mine who was an English friend, um, and I, I did his voice. You know, he was really sort of a bit like that, which sounds to me like David Beckham. He's really uh, <laughs> actually no, Dave Beckham's really sort of one of those sort of voices in it, and. Um, yeah, it's a funny voice because he's so, you know, you look at him and he's muscular, he's athletic, you expect him to be like, yeah. you know, not Jason Statham or someone like that, you know, but basically sort of sounds like, like this. It's really, <laughs> the voice doesn't really match his, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, he's he's a fun one. Um, but that's where it all started. And then mm-hmm. not long after that, I was imitating people in my church and imitating um, people that were on TV back in the late 80s yeah wow so at what point did you say hey i could maybe do this oh like professionally well i wanted to play cricket for australia that was my absolute yeah i I was dead set that was what was going to happen not just i hope so i i planned it out and that was what i was going to do uh yeah it was a hundred percent but i i decided early on that uh, actually, I think I wanted to do both when I realized I could do voices. I thought that could be a, a fun thing. But uh, then the, the passion for the comedy grew far greater. Mm. And, and I didn't like Saturday afternoons fielding in the heat. I thought, you know, <laughs> I'd rather be out at the beach or something and then doing gigs at night. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I, I still love that. But then I, um, I, I actually, when I was 15, I wanted to do um, tapes. Because remember tapes? Yep. yep. Yeah. Cassette tapes. Cassette tapes. Because yep. that was what I, I thought. Oh, I'd yeah. love to make cassette tapes for a living, and uh, <laughs> I made one in '96. Like it was a my first one, and then did CDs after that. But basically, I was uh, that was what I wanted to do. And then I realized, oh, I can do it in front of a live audience. It's, oh, you just wanted to record? Yeah, some just comedy to record, bits? just to record comedy sketches. Because yeah. I used to listen to a lot of those um, comedy sketches, or um, mm-hmm. even, yeah, back growing up and. Um, Monty Python sketches, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, tapes like comedy sketch tapes, and uh, and I I still love all that sort of stuff, but but yeah, live audience, there's nothing like a oh yeah, a live oh, laughter yeah. immediately, it's fantastic. So then you stepped out and you actually went in front of a live audience. Yeah, well, I think because uh, people would get me up to um, oh at church they they'd say get up and do the announcements and. Uh, do all these imitations and then get up and uh, and someone would book me for their 21st and someone would book me for oh, their wow. wedding and uh, and that's where it all started. I even remember doing it in front of my classmates in year nine, I think. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
So you kind of thought, hey, this could go somewhere. Is yeah, that kind of what you were thinking at that point. Or? I know it's it's changed a little since then, but uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> definitely, yeah. Now you mentioned going to church. Church yep. was a big part of growing up. Oh yeah, always, always. And uh, Mum tells me that I, when I was about three, I ran up to the stage to grab the microphone and start talking. Is that right? Yeah, well, this was like you know a few hundred people in the church. <laughs> really? <laughs> like, Stop it! You know, yeah, <laughs> I, so I, I must have had that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> desire in me from a very, very early age. So uh, yeah, that I mean, it's actually a really good uh, platform for people in creative arts to study. A lot of mm. singers end up yeah. doing really well because they've grown up in church mm -hmm. and they had confidence and you get to speak in front of... I mean, it's just a bonus, really. But, yeah, yeah that's... Um, for me, I've been at church since uh, since my whole life, really, mm. and thank but, God for that. I mean, there's a number of people who grow up in church, but yeah. there are very few people who are passionate about sharing their faith. That is true. But is you've so always true. wanted to share your faith. Yeah, I know. Tell us about that. Yeah, well, uh, I guess when I was uh, about six or seven, when I really understood, I think I had my mum explain to me that, you know, not everyone is going to know who Christ is. And I think she explained it fairly simple. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I knew heaven and hell and I understood that. And I, I said, why don't we tell people about this? And she said, that's what we're meant to do. That's mm -hmm. uh, I didn't understand the Great Commission or even know about it. Just to me seemed natural that we should, shouldn't we just go out there and do that? And uh, so I did. A, a childlike faith, huh? Childlike faith went yeah. out with my friend, and we just open air preached in the park. <laughs> Didn't really have a, at six years old. You were like, "Yep, this is I what think I'm I was supposed seven. to do." Yeah, okay. I waited. <laughs> I was, uh, I was seven. back a year. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> just went out, and uh, I, I distinctly remember a conversation. I, I, I didn't have very good apologetics because when I, I told them you need to believe in Jesus, and they'd say, "No, nah, we don't believe in that," and I said, "No, nah, you have to." Yeah, <laughs> isn't that just a great to. defense for my faith? <laughs> yeah, you have to. And then they'd say, "No, nah, we just get buried and we die, and we that's it." And I said, mm. "No." It's not true. Um, so I distinctly remember this conversation, but uh, it, it didn't deter my faith sharing. So I kept sharing it with everybody I knew. And uh, mm -hmm. yeah, I was just, I wanted people to know. I wanted people to know this uh, passion that I have for Christ. So I'm, I'm grateful that, he, that God burdened me with that mm -hmm. at a very young age. Our guest today is comedian and impersonator Ben Price. He's joined us along with many of his voices. Also in the studio, if you heard some extra laughter in the background, that's our production assistant, Kim Black. We're going to take a break, and when we return, we're going to hear more of Ben Price's story, including a time in his life when he struggled with anxiety. All that and more coming up right here on Real Faith. Looking for resources to grow your faith? Check out Vision Christian Store with books, movies, audio CDs, DVD resources and more. Plus, free delivery on orders over $50. See visionstore.org.au You're listening to Real Faith. Conversations with real people about how God works in their lives. If you want to know more about integrating faith into your life, our website is realfaith.org.au. Just go to the website and you'll find helpful articles about the impact faith can have on your life. Once again, that's realfaith.org.au. Welcome back. I'm Eric Scadabo, and our guest today is comedian and impersonator Ben Price. He's sharing his story with us today along with some of his voices. Before the break, we heard how he became a Christian and how at an early age he liked to share his faith. Now we're going to hear more of his story, including a time when he had some serious struggles in his life. 
So you started off on fire, yeah. regularly sharing your faith. Yeah. Now, what about when you got into your teenage years? Did you still keep even that passion? to a certain extent? Yeah, I remember sharing it with. Um, there was, there was funnily, uh, there was a girl I rang by mistake. I had a friend. Yeah, you used to remember everybody's phone number, and now yeah, it's uh, yeah. <laughs> now you just need to press. We don't have an email anymore. It's like yeah. uh, you know, back then it was just you'd ring them up, and I remember. I accidentally rang the wrong number by one number, mm-hmm. and this young girl answered the phone. I thought, "Oh, she sounds nice." And I'm 15 years of age, and, <laughs> and then I said, she "Sounds okay." And I thought, oh, "I'll keep talking then." And uh, and then I used to ring her up from time to time. And really, yeah, and we, you know, I wanted to meet her one day, but then I couldn't help but share my love for God. And I, and, and she was like, "You just talk about God a lot," and. Uh, and we we never met. I think it put her off. But it was like huh. e- even then, I had yeah. to I had to share. I'm not going to hide that. Um, yeah. And uh, even into you know my early twenties, it was still still that way. It, it it probably got a little bit uh, as you get older. The older you get, mm-hmm. the the more you start to s- sort of pull back a little mm-hmm. bit because you start to realize, oh, not everyone likes that. And mm-hmm. Unfortunately, sometimes that gets a bit curbed, and uh, that certainly happened for me a little bit mm. where I stopped. Not completely stopped, but it was less and less. So we want to find out how you started to get into entertainment. Yeah. But then also you're kind of hinting toward it's hard to be successful, but yet also be strong in your Christian faith. Can be. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. For sure. So what was the first thing you did? What was your first venture into this new career in entertainment? Yeah. Well, I, I was doing some um, sales jobs, you know, lots of things from selling um, photocopiers, selling houses and that, but but all the while doing comedy as well and usually on weekends and, oh, okay. and that, but it gradually grew and grew to the point where it was like, no, I'm going to have to forego that. And I think it was like 19 years ago that I f- went full-time and said, that's it, I'm going 100% all in for comedy. And so, yeah, I do all kind of events, corporate events and church events and you name it, you know, all around Australia, some in the some in the US. When you were deciding which ones to do, were there some that you kind of had to compromise your faith or did you go through that challenge? Oh, yeah. Oh, there, there's, and there's been times where I probably did some events where I may have been in a stage where I, I compromised a little bit. My comedy's always been clean, but mm-hmm. there's probably times where I look back now on some old footage and I think, oh, I don't, I wouldn't say that mm-hmm. now. Ooh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I, I cringe a little bit and I think I probably had, yeah, but for the world standard, it was like, mm-hmm. oh, that's nothing. That's yeah. no big deal. But it might have been a bit of a, you know, innuendo. Mm-hmm. Um, but God, thank God he dealt with that. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I remember um, there were certainly some times and since, then you know I've come to a point where I'm, t- I've taken a stand like Daniel, who purposed mm-hmm. in his heart, I won't defile myself eating mm-hmm. the king's food. I, I took that stance and said, God, I, I don't want to cross that line, no matter mm-hmm. what. And there's been certain times where, because of not because of a legalistic stand, oh no, I I can't do that, but because no, I oh I just can't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. I can't stomach that anymore, so yeah. I, I I can't go there anymore. And there's been certain. Yeah, definitely there's been a few times where I could have done opportunities that would have been amazing. For the career. For the career and definitely pushed me forward even more and it would have meant way more money and I've just had to say, unfortunately, I can't do it Mm -hmm. um, because I don't want to compromise the gospel. Yep. 
Yeah. So that that's that's the bottom line. If it's if it's going to compromise in any way, I've said, yeah, I can't. Mm-hmm. When you're in the public, you know, you want to. I, I want to represent Christ in the in the best way I can. Mm-hmm. So your career started to take off. You're having success, yeah. but then on a personal level, there were some issues. Yeah. Well, definitely. Um, I, I personally, I had become a little lukewarm, which mm-hmm. is not a good thing. Mm-hmm. And I'd become, you know, I was still going to church, and I still had that. But I had stopped sharing my faith. I, you know, my career was was starting to become the number one thing. Other things took over. You know, you look at Jerusalem. When you see the city in Jerusalem in the Bible, it's surrounded by walls, and the enemy gets in through breaches. Well, mm. I had breaches in my walls around my life, mm. and you know, things were uh, starting to fall apart. I guess in mm. that sense, spiritually. And so I began to just fade and get lukewarm, and I knew that I had to get back to where I wanted to. And so, you know, my personal life, I went through some severe anxiety. I think I think God has a really mm. good way of getting our attention. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, he he humbles the exalted, and he exalts the humble. And I was, in, Wait, in how that, did that come about? You're just going well, along, cruising along, and then yeah, I remember it was almost ten years ago at this mm. point in my life, and I remember actually. Uh, going to sleep and just as you do every night. Yeah, <laughs> and I yeah. woke up in the middle of the night with uh, an extreme headache and I didn't know what it was. I actually thought I had these irrational thoughts. I'm, I feel like I'm going to die, pass out of my sleep. Wow. And, uh, and I, I barely slept that night and I thought oh, I'll be okay. And the next night I thought I'll, I'll, you know, go to sleep and sleep that off. And sure enough, I went to sleep and I woke up, same thing happened again and it was worse. And uh, I went to the hospital even to ch- check this out, and I remember it was that serious. It was that serious. I thought, I don't know what's wrong with me. I've never experienced this in my life, mm. and it turns out I was just anxious. I was like, that's was, all it was. Is that all? Like, really? Like, what? Are, what are you anxious about? I don't know. This, whatever this is, and even the doctor who was Indian or still is, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I haven't seen him since. One of the doctors came and said uh, after a brain scan, nothing. It's okay, nothing, nothing, <laughs> which is you don't want to hear that word, nothing, when you've just had a scan of your brain. But, uh, <laughs> he's like, no, you're, you're just stressed. It's all right. And so I went, okay. Um, but it was, was there anything out of the ordinary happening at that time in your life? Well, I had this um, – I remember even talking to, uh, I think, some youth group somewhere where and I said to them, I have this goal. A lot of Christians might have goals to be a missionary somewhere mm. and do all these um, – bucket list of what we want to do for the Lord, for the kingdom. And I said, at the moment, my big goal is to be able to be saying, I don't care or I'm unashamed of the gospel. Hmm. I said, because I struggle with it. I said, you know, I'm I'm happy to tell people in church that I love God, but I struggle with that when people ask, what did you do on the weekend? Oh, I, I had an opportunity to mention church or at least lead that conversation to, hmm. towards God. And so that that was a struggle point. And at that particular time, I started learning um, chapters of the Bible, mm-hmm. which is crazy. But it's fun. It's, it's a real memorizing, memorizing full chapters, chapters, full chapters wow. of of the scriptures. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah. And I, I started doing that. All the while, I still needed to. Really Did you do be these in unashamed. different voices or just? A- <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. All, funny that you say that because I remember telling this lady from the school. Uh, she was a Chinese lady, and I said that how I'd learnt Psalm 1, and I said it really helped. Psalm 1 had helped me, and she said, oh, yeah, someone had helped me too. 
And I'm like, <laughs> not not someone, <laughs> someone. So there there was a bit of fun just and but I just learnt them and then I think they were in my head before they were in my heart because when I was in the hospital, you know, just desperate uh, mm. for the Lord, I really prayed to God and I started quoting these psalms and Psalm four. I just randomly said that, uh, which was, answer me when I called you, my righteous God, give me relief from my distress, be merciful to me, hear my cry for help. Um, the end of that chapter says, I will lay down and sleep for you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. I was I was having trouble sleeping, so yeah. I could not believe how, like I had an Owen Wilson, wow, <laughs> moment of how incredibly pertinent that was for me. It was like, that was just the right verse just, at just yeah, the right and, time. But it encouraged me knowing that God was with me going through anxiety. Mm-hmm. And um, so many people have anxiety and it's horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, I went through it. I, I, I like to, you know, get on top of things immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, not with everything, but with with sickness. I'm like, no, I'm not, not putting up with that. And so three and a half months of going through it's a short stint of my life, but it was it was like a nightmare. It's the feeling of missing or when you've misplaced your um your children <laughs> that mm. sounds pretty negligent oh but every parent can relate to what yeah, you're talking about and, and it might be you know 30 seconds but that it feels panic. like 30 yeah. minutes yeah. yeah and you go where are they and that that heart, that's how you were feeling that yeah panic feeling mm-hmm. i felt that for uh you know a few months and it was just but it was just coming just that feeling was coming but without yeah misplacing your children yeah exactly and there was nothing bad going on sometimes yeah. i was having you know a cup of tea up in the dandenongs you know having yeah. a beautiful day and and then i was feeling this uh, intense anxiety and it was just comes on out of the blue it was horrible wow. but uh but for me it was actually um you know not just that i went through it as a physical pain but it was uh something that you know i really felt god was getting my attention to wake mm. me up to say, yeah. you know, get real, you know, don't be lukewarm anymore. Revelation uh, mm-hmm. 3 talks about lukewarm and uh, talks about coming back to that first love and I mm-hmm. needed to get back to that yeah. and really come back to that, realign myself with Christ and say, God, um, and I remember I remember being in tears just having this moment, yeah, <laughs> where, um, yeah, just said, Lord, you know, this, I've, I've made my career, my idol if if you like i'd made mm. that my focus and there's nothing in itself wrong with that but it was just i said lord uh, I, it belongs to you you've given me yeah it's it's from you god and you can do with it whatever you want mm-hmm. and i said i'm yours lord you know and just that humble mm-hmm. god had humbled me it wasn't anything i had done it was just incredible so you just turned it all over to him yeah and 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 you know there was time where of just repenting of other little things that were in my life and mm. just it, it was really good because um yeah it was coming back to that um not expecting anything but just the grace of god was mm. just overwhelming and knowing that yep he's forgiven me 100 percent, and uh yeah just saying what what next lord um but it's all all for you mm-hmm. it wasn't it wasn't mm-hmm. that long after that that um the australia's got talent yeah tell us about that yeah yeah, because it was kind of interesting because I was in that point of saying, well, I don't really care now what, what happens because, it's like, Lord, it's uh, it's in your hands. So when you gave it away, yeah, that's when things well, started to happen. Well, it's kind of like God allowed me to go through that. And then, yeah. and then I said, I remember even saying, oh, should I do this, God? I mean, if it was, you know, six months before, it would have been, oh, yeah. But I really, like, oh, I don't know. don't know whether I should even do this. But then I thought, well, if I, if I can glorify God and give him all the honor in mm-hmm. this, yeah, yeah, I will. I'll, I'll do it. Which um, 
which I got to do. Yeah, so I got to, I got to do that. That was kind of your breakthrough performance. That that was a breakthrough performance. That was that was huge. That was a massive turning point because mm-hmm. um, you know you yeah there was there was uh, I was still full time before that and I was still getting enough, but that really boosted and mm-hmm. it wasn't just people in Melbourne that knew about what I did, but the whole of Australia got to see what I do and a lot of opportunities. Unfortunately, we're quickly running out of time, but uh, how should we wrap up our conversation today? Do you want to do it, or does one of your many characters want to do it? Or <laughs> Well, it is Morgan Freeman, and <laughs> it has been so good to chat with you this afternoon. It's so much fun. Well, Ben Price and all of your other alter egos, thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. Thank you so much. Pleasure. Our guest today has been Ben Price, and if you want to find out more about him and the different things he's been doing, you can go to his website, benpricecomedy.com. That's benpricecomedy.com. You've been listening to Real Faith, and if you have any questions or comments, you can send us a message through our website, realfaith.org.au. That's realfaith.org.au. Thanks for listening, and we invite you to join us again next time for more conversations about God working in the lives of people who put their faith and trust in Him. That's real people, real life, and real faith. This program is a production of Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, see vision.org.au.